Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of Next Steps. I'm here with Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. Yep, we're back. We are so excited to be back with you guys. And right now we are going to be talking about the subject of spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. It doesn't sound too fun when you first no, say it. No, right? It we should, we should it sounds grueling, it. right? Disciplines. We should, disciplines, right. yes. We should, we should call it something else. Well, years ago, um, I came across a book called uh, The Life You've Always Wanted by a guy named John Orberg. He's a teaching pastor at uh, Menlo Park Presbyterian Church. And in that book, he had a section, a chapter called Trying Versus Training. And I think it was one of the things that actually helped me take huge first steps in my spiritual life when I first became a Christian. The idea behind trying it versus training is that we can spend our whole life trying to figure out how to try to do our absolute best and gain spiritual disciplines, or we can train for them. Yeah. But one is much better than the other. So he gives the illustration in the book. He says this, if I were to come to your house today and I were to say, hey, you sit on the couch, can you run a marathon right now? Most of us would say, absolutely not. Yeah. However, However, you'd say no. <laughs> no, I'd no, I would absolutely say that. I was like agreeing with you. I was not yeah. admitting that. No, I could totally do it. Like, yeah. nah, I couldn't yeah. even watch someone yeah. run a marathon well, while sitting on a couch. So, true no. no, that's, that's yeah, very true. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. No, it's, it really is hard. It's very difficult. But anyone who actually has ran a marathon before just did it in bite-sized chunks. In yeah. other words, listen, if you're sitting on your couch every day and you have a passion, I mean, a driving passion to be able to run a marathon and you just get up and say, today's going to be the day that I'm going to do it. This is it. And you're fully committed. You're fully engaged. You're ready to go. And you take off, you put on your shoes, you take off, you start running down the street. By the time you get to the end of the street, you're going to be dead. You're like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, there's no you one, right? don't yeah, have yeah, the endurance no to do it. And endurance is what's necessary for spiritual disciplines. And so here's what you can do. You can get up and jog to the end of the driveway and then right. to the end of the street and then further and further and further. See, that's what we have to do. We have to train for spiritual disciplines. No one is great at spiritual disciplines when they start. They're very difficult. They're challenging, right. but you do have to take it in bite-sized chunks. But they also like, they, they pay off, right? Like using yes. that marathon analogy, that's how you get to your goal, right? That's right. And so we have the same thing. That's why we practice spiritual disciplines is we have a goal as well, right? And, and our goal is, is holiness. Yeah. Like, like that's, that's what right. God has to called like us Jesus. to, to be like Jesus. Yeah. And that doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't. And so we, we do the, we practice these disciplines that will get us further and further and further along. And that's why, I mean, we've been going through the book of Hebrews just recently, and, and in Hebrews chapter 5, it says, talking about maturity, talking about achieving maturity, it says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have, had, have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Constant practice. practice. Training. That's right. Training. So, yeah, he's pointing them towards, you need disciplines. Like, if you're going to be spiritually mature— then you have to you have to have this constant practice, this training of yourself, and that's spiritual discipline. And that, that doesn't mean it's easy. 
No. Like, I mean, I'm training for a Savage race right now. Brag. And, uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> cool brag, man. Cool so brag, anyways, man. I'm training for this thing, and it's not like I can just skip a week. Like, it, it's no. hard. I have to do it. And I have to do it when I don't want to. Yep. I have to eat well. I have to do all the stuff centered around it to make it happen. Otherwise, when I get to that race, I'm not going to finish. No, that's right. And it's funny because uh, spiritual disciplines are difficult because we are not holy. You mentioned a second yeah. ago that disciplines are not an end in themselves. It's a way in which we get to know who God is. Right. But there's a part of us, you know, the Bible says that wars against the spirit. Mm, yes. There's yeah. a part of us, the flesh that wars against the spirit. Right. And so not only do we have to do the disciplines, but we have to get the heart. We have to get the will. We have to get yeah. the drive to do the disciplines because there's something always inside of us pushing us in another direction. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was just listening into another guy say that whenever it comes to fasting, he never wakes up and goes, I want to fast today. Like he never wants yeah. to do it, even though he's a pastor. And he yeah. was like, and that's the way we feel. I mean, I, I feel that way. I wake up in the morning and sometimes I don't want to read my Bible. Like I just want to go to work or I want to start doing whatever, helping my kids or right. whatever it is. Let's define some spiritual disciplines right now for okay. people to yeah. get it a little bit practical here. Richard Foster has a great book called The Celebration of Discipline. And again, boy, that's the title that just does not sound wonderful. <laughs> Let's celebrate yeah. discipline. All right. Um, but he lists some of these classical, if you will, spiritual disciplines. So he lists off things like meditation, prayer, fasting, simplicity. I love that. Fellowship, journaling, chastity, stewardship. And then I threw a couple of these in uh, myself. Taking care of yourself physically. And also having a Sabbath time, a time to mm. just step away from everything going on in the world. Study time and reading God's word. I think all of these are effective tools. You can almost think of a spiritual discipline as a portal into the presence of God. Yeah. So like if you take fasting as an example of that, when we fast, we're fasting for the purpose of removing something from our life, not so that we can uh, draw God's joy or, or, or make him happy with us, but when we pull something out of our life, when we subtract something from, from our life, it multiplies our desire for him. I, I think, too, when I'm thinking about these, these disciplines here, you know, coming to Grace, uh, I've been here now just a, a little over two years, and there's, there's one of the disciplines Feels here. Feels like longer. It, it does, right? Like, I've all, like, like, could you imagine being here without me? You know what I mean? You can't. Uh, it, it makes me think about there's, some, there's one of the, the disciplines here on this list that I didn't really know anything about or I didn't I didn't practically encounter it until I came here but it seems like it's something that's built into the culture mm. of grace um, and, and so I'd pastor Mike specifically I'd really like to hear from you uh, personally on this is is Sabbath like yeah. that idea of Sabbath that I that idea of rest because I know for me especially as a you know coming straight out of, out of college and then out of seminary and like mm -hmm. we're ready to go and yep. so I'm just going to work hard and work hard and work hard and work hard and work hard. And, yep. and I kept, I would just burn out and I'd yeah. burn out and I'd burn out. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I don't see that here at Grace. That's not part yeah. of who we are. Right. Um, and part of that is Sabbath. And I've seen you and your family um, really be an example of that. So I'd, I'd love to hear where'd that come from? Has that, has, what was it like starting that discipline in your life? How do you maintain it? Um, and uh, can I take a nap is really what I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get can to. Can I go on vacation? Yeah, you keep talking. I'm going to close my eyes, but I'm listening, all right? But you keep talking. You know, I think a lot of that um, is born out of experience. You know, we, we ran 100 miles an hour for years yeah. and just kind of hit a wall. And we, you know, one of the things that I tell our family and I tell our staff here is that we're not in this for the sprint. We're in this for the marathon. 
we want to a lot end of marathon well. talk today by the it's way a lot of running <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> a lot of running imagery talk. running away yeah. what are we hiding from so so at the end of the day though we want to end well and so we've got to create a rhythm an environment for us to be able to prosper as we're moving towards mm. being able to finish well. And so for us as a family, we've done different things. I mean, we've talked about this in the marriage podcast, by the way, check out that marriage podcast if you haven't already, but the marriage podcast is, um, we were talking about this one, this one section of like dating your wife, you know, making sure that you set aside time. Kelly and I have done that. Uh, we were really blessed to have her parents around they took our children every Friday night for just, you know, almost two decades. Wow. It was an incredible gift to us. It was time to invest back into her and back into our relationship, which That's of awesome. course flows over cool. into our relationship with our kids. But I also think there's rhythms throughout the year. That's one of the things that we've discovered at Grace is that there are certain times where you do have to run a thousand miles an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yep. The concept of Sabbath does not preclude hard work. Mm. The concept of Sabbath reinforces hard work. In other words, I pull away so that I can come back and engage. That's Mm. That's what we do. But if you don't pull away, your engagement will be at a much lower level. Mm. And so one of the things that we've learned over time is that we had to figure out how to give our staff uh, a a rhythm that works throughout the year where they can take time off. And we're not just talking about like when you go to a job and you get two weeks off a year, we have additional time off where people can basically just say, I'm a little burned out. I'm a little tired. And they can just kind of walk away. It really is almost like the dream job in the sense that, um, you know, you're not overly watched. You're not overly, you know, you're basically, we're basically saying we trust you. And that's part of being the grace team. Like Mm -hmm. we trust you. We love you. We would rather pull you back than push you forward. And so it's been a, it's been a great experience. I think it really has been one of the things that's made grace and that being on staff at grace, a super healthy part of our staff culture. And it's, it's something honestly, that's been so life changing for us. And I think about uh, the, I love the word you use there. I I wrote it down as you're talking, I wrote down rhythm, like, because the reality is if Mm. you, you're living in some sort of rhythm, you know what I mean? And, And you're either living in a healthy rhythm that you set, or you're not. And, right. and I think about the times where I've run a million miles an hour, but then I don't stop. Yep. That's my rhythm. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Is, yeah. and, That's right. And I, I love that, that picture of rhythm that we can we can set that. And so we set that, talking about marriage, we set that with our, our, our wives. We set that in our families. Like our and, vocations. And our vocations. Yeah. And, and I just think that that is such a healthy thing for all of us to think about. I know for me to think about is, okay, Grant, what is the rhythm of your life? Like, is it a healthy rhythm? Is there is there rest? Because it's built into the rhythm of creation. Like, we see yeah. that in Genesis, right? right. Like, we yep. see this rhythm in creation yeah. of, of it was evening and it was morning, right? Like, mm-hmm. we see this this pausing throughout all of creation. We see Jesus do it. Yep. Jesus walking away from crowds of people. That's right. To be able, to pull away. Why? To, for that saint to, to be an example to us, to set that rhythm for us. And it's just such I a— I mean, even the Father rested, and yeah. his yeah. rest was not necessary. Right. I mean, the father didn't get tired. Part of omnipotence is that not one, you know, one act of creation is not more mm. difficult than the next. They're all equally simple yeah. for him. And so he didn't get to the end of the sixth day and just say, I'm really tired. He set a pattern for us. Right. He said, one out of seven, one out of seven, trust me, I'll watch over your stuff. I'll provide enough for you. I mm. will give you blessing and I will renew your spirit. If you'll just honor me by taking a Sabbath, mm. taking some time off, one out of every seven days, it's a beautiful rhythm, and uh, it's really for our own good. It's like you said there, trust. trust, trust me, trust me, trust me. That's what all these disciplines are. Yep. Like they're leading us to yeah. trust more and more and more. Clint, I'm curious, 
what is uh, what's a discipline that for you like it's just been such a big a big change in your life like what's what's been like one of the so most yeah, impactful disciplines it's actually uh, it is centered around rest so one of the things that we have built in in our marriage and even in life is is that when we run really hard we say okay like I need a, a chunk of time to be with God and so the, the thing for mm-hmm. me is what what do I put my rest in if I'm going to TV and TV is going to be my rest all the time. I'm not energized by that. Yeah. Like I need to go. And so every, every now and then uh, I will tell Gene and I'll be like, hey, I need four hours today. I'm mm-hmm. going to go somewhere alone and I'm going to worship and I'm going to pray and I'm going to get in the word. And it energizes, it refocuses me uh, in a way that I can come back and I can give to my kids. Mm. I can give to my wife. Yeah. I can give that's to right. the church. And and that's been, that's been it. Uh, honestly, it's been that. Um, every now and then I'll do that and I'll, I'll just get away. It's, it's, it's the discipline of silence in a lot of ways for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just sitting before God. I'm saying, God, what do you have for me in your word? What do you have for me as I worship? What do you have for me? Cause I know you're there. I know you're speaking. I need to be listening. So can I ask you a question as somebody whose brain is never quiet and, uh, my life is never quiet. <laughs> uh, I think about that. I think about the discipline of, of, of that silence. You said like sitting before God. What do you, what do you have to, like, so disciplines are difficult. What do you have to fight through to, to practice that discipline? Like, is, is that, are there things, are there challenges? I'm just thinking about, like, I'm listening to that and I'm going, wow, that's inspiring. That's so cool. And then I'm just thinking, oh man, but my phone's going to go off and my kiss and yeah, I just, right. in, in my brain, I'm going to be way over here half the time. And so yeah, what do you, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, so a couple of things. Push I mean, it, within the four hour block, there's one thing, but there's a one, one, one principle. Um, it's in tech, uh, wise family. It's a book. He talks about putting your phone away for one hour a day, one day a week, one week a year. And it allows you to put space in your life to where you can go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to focus in where I am. I'm going to be present. Mm -hmm. And so when I take those four hour blocks, I don't have my phone. I'm away from my family. I'm literally in a different room or a different whatever to where I can't be bothered. And Louis Giglio said this a long time ago, but he said, when you're praying, get out a sheet of paper and if something pops up that's in your job or you know something a to-do list write it down and then put it aside and mm-hmm. then if something else pops up again write it down put it aside that's keep good. praying yeah. just take yeah. it out of your head. God. yeah so, yeah man that's awesome so getting the phone like getting away from the phone is there like a service i could pay to come take my phone away from me <laughs> for an hour is pastor that, grant what about you what are the things that you struggle with <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you one of the disciplines that really has been uh really impactful for me, especially since coming to Grace. Um, and I see it on this list as fellowship, mm. uh, which growing up, like I grew up Southern Baptist. Um, and so what's up to all my Southern Baptists? But um, I, I grew up Southern Baptist. And, and when we talk about fellowship, you know what, always, you know what that means to me? Uh, like casserole yeah. and like the fellowship hall. We had a fellowship hall. And what fellowship was, was get in the room and eat and talk and hang out. But, but really, the spiritual discipline is talking more than just hanging out. Because you can hang out anywhere. It's not spiritual discipline to just go hang out. Right. This, is, this, is a, this is a time of being together f- with a spiritual purpose behind it, like that's with right. a spiritual intention behind it. And so one of the things that, that's been very different in my life lately is that um, I have a time uh, a week. It's on a weeknight every single week. I meet with a few guys. We study the Word together. We talk, we share, like we confess sin, we yep. talk about That's weakness, good. and we pray for one another. Yeah. And no matter what, we're going to do that. 
Like we make that a priority. And let me tell you this. I love these guys. I love spending time with them. It is super hard to get there every week. Yeah. It just always is. It always ends up that way that car problems or there's there's kid issues or i'm just tired i've just had a long day You're just busy. i yeah. gotta meet you at, at 8 30 at night yeah. people go outside at that late at night you know what i mean i'm tired and uh but we we make it a priority and i tell you it's made such a big difference we were talking at lunch guys about about habits you know and that's what disciplines are we're developing these spiritual habits and how that's a natural thing our brain wants to do and i was reading about something called keystone habits which is that once you develop this one habit it will positively like encourage you to to develop other like healthy habits as well. So yeah, habits beget habits. Habits beget That's habits. Right. And so they were talking about, you know, if you start drinking water, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink water and be more healthy that way. Then you go then you go to lunch and you don't make the unhealthy hamburger choice. Instead you yeah, go, you know right. what, I feel really good. I'm gonna make another healthy choice. Yeah. Another healthy choice. And I'll tell you, practicing this discipline of fellowship, like practicing this discipline of getting together with these guys, saying the word together it has influenced my other relationships. Like now there's there's a spiritual intentionality in my other relationships that did not exist before that. You right. know, because now I'm I'm used to, this is a normal thing for me now yep. to sit down and have a spiritual conversation with these guys, right? Yep. And that's that's what the discipline does. It it it, wor- it flexes that muscle, it works out that muscle, mm-hmm. and, and it grows it. Um, and I it's, like what you're saying because it's, it's a deal. practice. Yeah. It's, it's yep. not something that we just jump right into and master it right away. I would think almost all of these things are going to take a ramping up period of time. Yeah, you know, 100%. Where, where you're gonna where you're gonna struggle for a while, and some of these are gonna be more natural for us than others. Yes, mm. and I think there are certain ones. As I look at this list right now, there are certain ones that are, make a lot of sense to me. Fasting, I love fasting. Love it, love it, love it. It's like an easy thing for me. Simplicity. Simplicity. Yeah, by the way, the, yes. they, you guys can't hear, like, see this. Clint and I are shaking our heads so hard. He's no over way. here going, no like, I love no fasting. Way. And Clint and I are like, are we eating a snack after this? Yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> so, but go ahead. So, right. to the point, certain things are easy yeah, for us, no. and certain things yeah, are harder right. for us. Yeah, yeah. I like the simplicity one uh, a lot. Simplicity is so, it's so great. When I think of simplicity, I don't think about, because I have a lot to do and I have a lot to cover every day. I'm trying to get from one thing to the next sometimes. And it seems like the schedule just drives me at times. Yeah. But simplicity talks about more than just subtracting things from your life. It talks about a unified singular purpose for life. In other words, like when you are on track and on mission with what God wants for your life, mm. you know, when you can prioritize the right things in your life in the right ways, because again, we've, we've been saying this over this series. Uh, in Hebrews, not everything is equally important. Mm, that's right. Certain spiritual disciplines are more important than others. They may not be objectively more important than others, but they are subjectively more important. In other words, fasting may be a way that I'm going to communicate to God. It might not be your path. Yeah. It might not be the way that you're going to enter into a relationship with him. For me, also the simplicity of purpose helps me to figure out what I'm going to say yes to and what I'm going to say no to. I love that. It's yeah. such a it's such a big deal. I had a pastor growing up uh, in, in Tennessee, and so that'll explain the how uh, how homey this saying is, but he used to say all the time, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, that's what he'd always say. Yeah, and it got on my nerves so bad because I yeah. was like, that's too simple. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> life is complex. Right. And he wasn't saying that life is not complex. He wasn't saying that that it's just gonna that now everything's gonna be a yes or a no. He was simply saying exactly what you said. Hey, yeah. look, when you get in the middle of this at work, when you get in the middle of this at home or or whatever it is. Keep the main thing the main thing. Like right. have that that single-minded focus, right? Yes. And, and Jesus talks about that, right. about being single-minded, not being double-minded, and right. having that single focus. I, 
I love that. Yeah. I love that so much. But like for me, journaling is just not even an option. Like it's just, oh, yeah? oh it's just terrible. I can't even think. I love think. that you just said, oh yeah? I can't even, th- <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think that I want to sit down and just write about my feelings. <laughs> that's no, just not your, no, I'm not, not going to do thing, that. Huh? No, I'm absolutely you not going to do that. Clint, do you? Do I you mean, Jonathan journal? Edwards, you know, Charles <laughs> Spurgeon. I mean, you know, oh, these guys are spiritual, spiritual rock stars. I, mean, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, journaling just sounds like death to me. But I think the point is, is that there are certain ways in which you're going to connect to God. Right? But you know, you know, yes. that's, that's what's beautiful about this because it's, it's personal, personal. And that's beautiful because right. you think about relationships, you think about certain, like, like the way we interact in marriage, right? Like the way right. that the way that I connect to my wife and the way that we interact is probably really different from you guys. I remember yeah. the marriage podcast we recorded, Pastor yep. Mike, you were talking about the way that you and Kelly um, argue. Yeah, like you're like, like you're like two lawyers, yes. right? I can't imagine yeah. having that conversation <laughs> with Angel. Like I can't imagine like trying to make some argument for her or like to her and then it just it just wouldn't wouldn't work that way it just would not happen right right? like and so i just think in the same way of course of course like god who is personal and loves us like father to son father to daughter of course he would provide multiple ways for us to connect with him in in different ways and and i mean even with the with your children right i connect with my children in different ways, you know, like yeah. I just, and so I loved, I love that idea that rather than having this legalistic list of, you know, you have to do all 14 of these, you're not connected to God. Now there are yeah. certain things yeah. that absolutely you need to be doing. You sure. need to be praying. You need yeah. to be in corporate worship. You need to be, you reading, need to be the reading, word. Your, reading the word. Yeah. You need, you know what I mean? There yeah. are certain things, but I love the, I love the idea that that like God also provides all these ways for us to enjoy him and connect with him. So speaking of reading God's word, I think it's one of the, I challenged people last weekend actually at church to start doing this daily mm. because statistics tell us that really most people get almost all of their Bible on Sunday morning from a preacher, if mm. they get any mm. at all. Yeah. And so that's, that's just not, it's not enough. It's not enough. No. And so how do you guys do that with your families? I, I think about first uh, it starts with, you know, my, my own, personal Bible reading, personal Bible study, and my wife's as well. And so we do, uh, you know, I know some people, like, they do, like, a, a couple study. Like a couple they, study. They read their family. Bible together. Yeah, yeah not um, we, we don't do that. No. Yeah. Like, that's just not us. And and I think that's great if you do. We've done it before. Like, we've done little, like, studies before. Yeah. But but our regular routine is not that. Our regular routine is, is a personal a personal time there. Um, and, and I'll tell you, can I tell you real quick, I, one of the things that was so impactful for me talking about like reading God's word mm-hmm. um, was I I didn't know how to approach it properly. And, and here's what I mean. And, and, and I said this this past Sunday, but but it's that like a lot of the times when people think about God's word, we treat it like a spell book. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm going to open it. Right. I'm going to read the words. Magic words. Something's going to happen. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's like we're like we're in Hogwarts or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I'm just going to open it up. I'm going to say these words. And then boom. And so we do it. We open it up. We read the words. And then we go, is, nothing. That, is that it? Not Nothing? Okay. And we set it down, right? That's and right. instead, what I was telling people, the way we need to think about God's word is it's not a spell book. It's a gold mine, right? Like it's a gold mine. Like there is treasure there um, for us to dig into. And I but didn't. you have to mine for it. I didn't know you how. Did. Yeah. I didn't know how. Yeah. I, 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 was, I would open it up and I'd go, I don't, I don't know how. And there was something, I literally had this taped inside of my Bible. I heard it years and years and years ago. And I know you guys are familiar with it, the inductive Bible study method. Sure. Um, and it's just three, three little questions 
to ask yourself when you open God's word and you come to it to allow you to dig in, right? And so it's it's observe first, like what is the passage saying? And then it's based on that, it's interpret. That's the second, which is what does it mean? All right, so now that I've seen what it says, what does it mean? And then the last one is apply. Like, what do I do? Like, what do I do with this? And what I was doing with spellbook wise, I was going straight to apply. Mm-hmm. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, what does this mean to me? What does this yeah, mean to yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Which is why you have like football players with Philippians 413 on their face. You know what I mean? And they're <laughs> I like, no idea what they're talking I about. I can get <laughs> a first down because Christ wants me to. You know what I mean? I can, I can do all things through Christ's strength. And then you have, the, you have the defense on the other <laughs> yeah. side going, I can stop you from getting the first down because Christ strengthens me, right? Yes. And yeah. well, why, how did they get there? They skipped the observation. They skipped the interpretation. They didn't dig. Mm-hmm. Like they tried to grab, they, they, they used the Bible like a spell book. And, and so that was a huge, huge change for me in my own personal like way that I, I encountered the scriptures. I think early on, Kelly and I tried to read the Bible together and <laughs> it just wasn't working because of the way that we think. Um, we would both come up with neato ideas and then we would say, here's my idea, here's my idea. So we weren't really asking the right questions. We weren't asking, what is the author's original intention for this passage? We were asking, what does this mean to me personally? Yeah. You know? And I think that was a big miss. But I also really kind of like what we fell into, which we didn't make intentional decisions. But mm-hmm. other than the, every time we'd read the Bible together, it just wouldn't go so well. And so um, both of us love scriptures and we love uh, each other. But what's been great over the years for us, and again, I think this just, it depends on how your marriage is wired, how the people are wired, how the individuals are wired. But we basically said, we're going to study apart, and then we're going to come and share what we mm-hmm. have learned apart from one another. Yep. And it's been fantastic. That way we cre- create common bonds, yep. um, common knowledge, common, common learning, and things like that. And so that's been really helpful for us. But we don't, it might be surprising to people, but we don't. We don't do studies together like that. Um, that's not been super fruitful for us. Yeah. But then once you put it in, like you put the word of God in, inside your heart, that's what comes out. That's right. That's what Jesus said. What's in your heart comes out of your mouth. So Lifeway Research came out a couple of years back. And they said, what's the discipline that, you know, strengthens all the other disciplines? And it was reading God's word. Yes. It was yeah, the top. It literally influenced all of them. Yeah, so I can't say how much, you know, this discipline is important for us. Mm-hmm. Um Gene and I have made a habit of exactly what Mike was talking about. We talk about it. Mm-hmm. And Same part here. of my like role as the leader of the home is I constantly ask and I, I say, hey, what are you learning in, in God's word? Hey, what are you reading? Like, let's talk about it. And so when we go on dates, I try to engage in that. I try to talk mm-hmm. through that. When it comes to our kids, the thing that we've learned with our kids and, and Bible reading is it's constantly changing. Yep. Like there's a book that works at one point that kind of hits at the Bible at a certain age, and then mm-hmm. it changes literally a year later. Yep. And so we have to constantly be talking about what's mm-hmm. working, what's not working, how do we develop those yep. kind of disciplines in our children's lives. So One of the things that's super helpful today is we just have access to so much information today that we never have in the past. And so there are so many Bible reading programs out there, and I want to encourage you, if you are not currently reading the Bible right now, to go online and log on to youversion.com. Uversion.com has all kinds of opportunities for you to customize your Bible reading plan. And if you don't know how to do that, they have the opportunities under headings. So for example, if you're filled with anxiety or worry right now, they have a worry and anxiety Bible reading program. It'll be 10 weeks for you. You can kind of dive into that and hear what God's word has to say about your individual situations. And so there's some incredible resources out there. We want to encourage you guys to jump in and dive into reading God's word and then take it from there. God is with you. We are so excited for our time to be with you. And uh, we look forward to being with you again next Wednesday. 
Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.